Good morning, and welcome to Grace Presbyterian in Segola. I'm Pastor Ryan. This morning, we continue in Ephesians in our 2017 series called Grace Together. As we look to extending grace within our families and to our spouses, we're going to hear this morning from Mike Klein as he addresses some disciplines of a godly husband. Thanks for listening. I'm thankful that the Lord had uh, directed uh, the ministry leaders of this congregation to recognize our name, uh, the name that's on the sign, and really the badge that all Christians carry with us. It ought to be uh, tattooed on our hearts. It's the word grace, grace, that we come to God not by an ounce, not one iota, not the smallest measure of our merit. For if we think we do, then we are earning his affection and his love, and we have fallen away from grace. Paul's going to write to the churches in Galatia that when they seek to follow the law and many of the ritual outwardly aspects of the law, they're obligated to keep the whole thing then because they're exchanging works for grace. Now we understand this within the church. But our theme for 2017 goes beyond that which we've received from God because it recognizes the church is a body. Amen? The church is a body who have been called out. In fact, there's a better word for it. We are a family. We're a family. Because of this, we must learn to follow the Spirit's work within our hearts to tie us together through unity and common goals that He would lead us towards. Is it easy to be uh, divided? What do you think? Is that easy? Yeah. Who, who could point out something wrong here in church? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, you all could now. Come on. That, that, that it's really easy for us to recognize the things that, uh, that aren't going properly. And it's amazing, too, if you even look to relationships that people have. I could give you ten compliments, but then tell you one thing that's wrong, and what, am I gonna re- what are you going to remember? You remember the one wrong thing, because that's just human nature how it is. How much more important it is for, for each other to extend grace to one another. Before we want to point out the speck in someone's eye, we, we address our own need, and that we treat one another the way we would want to be treated. And in doing so, we are built up together. Well, um, I, I'd like to invite you, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Because we finished up uh, chapter 2, we finished up chapter 3. And this morning, I just want to kind of uh, set the stage for where we're going to go. Because for the next two Sundays, I want us to explore what grace looks like within a marriage. That's right. <laughs> we need to learn how to extend grace. There's a good part for an amen coming up right after this, right? We need to learn how to extend grace in our marriage. Yes, we do. That's right. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Paul Paul has uh, built through a lot of the the proclamation of what he has to say. And now he wants us to live it out. Ephesians chapter 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you, live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. Be completely humble and gentle and patient, bearing with one another. You just don't know my spouse, Pastor. I just can't take it. It's difficult. It's hard. I mean, they, to, to pray these things and to bring these into your life are, are to say, really, I'm going to submit to, not to my flesh and what I desire. I'm going to f- submit to the Spirit's work within me because look at his argument starting in verse 3. Make every effort 
to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Now, this is true as we look across the spectrum of uh, denominations that, um, that speckle the, the UP, uh, even throughout the United States and throughout the globe. We recognize this to be true. It's also true within our families and our marriages. I've asked Mike and Donna Klein uh, uh, two, two months ago if they would consider praying about sharing from their own uh, experience, their own life as it's uh, woven through their transitions and what that looks like uh, to extend grace to one another uh, from, from a man's perspective, and Mike's going to share, and then from a woman's perspective, and Donna's going to share. And as we walk through Ephesians... Paul is going to move with us through this idea of extending grace together. And as we reach chapter 5, he now begins to get into what it looks like within a marriage relationship. To that end, I'd like you to welcome with me Mike Klein as he comes to share with us today. Mike, will you please come? Now, the good thing is, without my glasses, I can't see you. Uh, when he asked if you two months ago, I was like, man, are you picking the right guy? Um, but uh, we give it a try. Um, I pray that uh, God delivers through me his word. Now, Part of this has to do with the discipline. So let's let's examine uh, what Paul wrote. It's on 1823. Um, the Bible starts with verse 22, but I always look at verse 21 because you have to put it in the context. Um, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of the of God. That's joint submission. You have to do this as a team and to be successful in anything. You have to have a team approach. You have to look at it as a joint venture. Uh, put it in context, he wrote this in a time period where survival was not easy. It was a daily grind. Feeding your family, meeting your needs was a daily grind. And uh, there was always a threat. So you, you had to work as a team. Uh, verse 22 says, Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as unto the Lord. So hold up the husbands as they do the Lord. Now Donna's going to address that part. So, For the husband is the head of the, of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. You know, husbands, you're being compared to Christ, and ooh, that's a lofty goal. Therefore, the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Again, Donna's going to talk about that. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's a lofty goal. 
The only way that man can ever be like Christ is to die for another. Um, if you don't know my background, I was in the army for a while. I've seen these guys die for each other. They're heroes. Um, to be successful, you have to be willing to die for your wife, to protect your family. In today's world, that's, you think that's not a context, but today's world is full of evil. So every day, be prepared, husbands, to protect your family and your wife. Be willing to have the courage to step forward and sacrifice yourself if it's required. He may be sanctified and cleanse it in the washing of the water by the Word. So delve into the Word. Delve into the Bible. Know the truth. Look for the truth. Live by the truth. That he may present himself in a glorious church, having not a spot, a wrinkle, or such a thing, that he should be holy and without blemish. Now, <laughs> men, that's a tough one, because uh, we're not naturally that way. But you have to try and live that way. You have to try and set the example you have to try and be out there and lead the way and set the way example not only for your wife but your children, your sons, your daughters. Um, little sidelight, yesterday we were with my son and uh, he's getting close to graduating college and we reminded him that uh, he was saying there's lots of beautiful girls in the dorm and we reminded him that uh, before you do anything with a girl, marriage, marriage license and a job, you have to be able to meet your obligations before you go chasing some girl. And he thanked us for that. It's kind of a unique reaction. That he might present himself a glorious church. Oh, okay lost. So ought men to love their wives as they love their own bodies. That he loved his wife, he loved himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord of the church. It means that you have to love your wife like you love yourself. Don't be selfish. For as members of the body of the flesh we are members of the body of the church, of his flesh and of his bones. So everything we do to honor our wives and our family, we do so to honor Jesus. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall he be joined unto his wife. They too shall be one in flesh. Goes back to to uh, the beginning. This is the great mystery. I speak concerning Christ in the church, but it all began in the garden. What was the first thing God made? Man and woman, husband and wife, family, everything that man is. Governments, tribes, everything that man is begins with a family. It must be your focus. You can't be good at one and good at the other. The rest of it 
It's not important. Take care of your wife. Take care of your family. Nevertheless, let us, let everyone of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and his, the wife see that she is rever, that she revers, I can't say that word. Reveres, but respects her husband. Okay, thoughts as you go through this. Um, Grace. Forgiven, you will be forgiven. Don't remember a slight. You're going to go through life, and as a team, they're going to do stuff that you're not going to lie. Oh, well, get over it. It's not about you. Don't be self-centered. You have to be other-focused. To be successful, to meet what, to be like Christ. It was never about him. It was always about others. So to seek that plane, you have to be other-focused. Remember, it's better to give than receive. Uh, To be honest, I'd rather be beat than be praised. I really don't feel comfortable when I'm praised. Uh, God gives us all gifts. We're not all equal. Um, I'll tell you that Donna has gifts that I absolutely cannot do. And I have some gifts that she's not good at. So when you're a joint team, when you're a marriage, when you're a husband and wife, you have to use what God gave you together to try and work towards the better good. Focus on giving what they need, not on what you think you need. prepare for this, I, did, I listened to a pastor that we used to attend down in Clarksville, and uh, he was talking about being single. And he said, if you want to be a good husband, be the best person you can be. Focus on what you can give to another, not on what you're looking for. If you're looking for perfection, if you're looking for the perfect mate, you're focused on the wrong thing. Really what you need to focus on being the perfect mate, being the perfect husband, being the perfect wife. Life's full of tests. Life is not fair. Tests build patience and faith. And the only way that you can get to God is through faith. Don't lose faith in the Lord. I was reading the devotional that I'm reading the other day, and uh, it said, be calm and be patient, for the Lord will take care of it all. At times, you're going to think, i got to do something to change this. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you just have to wait. It's all going to work out in the end. You have to be patient. Now, we've been married for 35, 36, 35. It's hard work. Be the best that you can be. An old army singing, 
be all that you can be. You have to try every day to be the best you can be. Remember why you're there. It's a team event. Be the right person. What do I have to offer? And again, that goes back to, to uh, what I was trying to tell you. If you want, if you're not married and you're looking for somebody to marry, be the best person you can be. Lesson that I've learned through life, the only the behavior you can change is your own. If you think you're going to change somebody to make them what you want to be, you are setting yourself up for pain and agony. Now, I had to look at this and figure out how did I get here? How did I get to where I am? Now, I was raised by a God-fearing man who lived his beliefs. He wasn't a churchgoer. He used to tell me certain things, so I'm going to share those with you, and then we'll do a little prayer. Your word is all you are. A man means nothing if he doesn't keep his word. When you enter a marriage vow, there's a little part in there, till death do we part. Don't quit. That vow was not only to your wife, but to God. Give what you can. There's an old saying, what goes around comes around. In the Bible, it's, it's better to receive, or to give than receive. Do unto others that you have do them do unto you. Now that's Jesus' second commandment. Love your brother like you love yourself. Take care of your brother. He used to tell me, if you can't say anything nice, don't say nothing at all. So I have to bite my tongue all the time. <laughs> I count the ten. I'm not really good at that one. And then there's an old saying he used to tell me all the time, and I didn't know what it meant. But it says, don't judge if you ever walked in another man's shoes, because you have no idea of their troubles and their tests. But it all goes back to grace. Forgiven, you will be forgiven. You're going to have to unmerited grace. That's what Jesus gave to us. None of us deserve it. Well, I don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. At this point, I'm supposed to do a prayer. I'm not very good at it, but uh, we'll try this. <laughs> Dear Lord, the giver of all things, for you uh, we are all thankful for where we are and who we are and how we got here. Thank you, Lord, for the strength to stand here and uh, try and deliver your message, no matter how muddled it may be. Help everybody know the truth. Your word is full of it. The world is a very dangerous place and there's a lot of non-truth in the world. Help them see what's true and what's not. In your name, we need to pray these things. Amen.
Thank you so much, Wayne. I'm sharing from his perspective, and the insights that he carries are those that tie exactly into what the Apostle Paul is saying. When Paul wants to write as to how a husband and a wife are to relate to one another, the man, guys, you ready? The man, like Mike said, is to look like God looks. Act like God acts. Talk like God talks. Tell the truth. Does God keep His promises? Yes or no? Yeah. How about us, husbands? Till death does us part. Sickness and in health. For richer, for poorer. Right? Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Does God forgive the church? Yes or no? Yes. yes. In the same way we have to live with our spouses. So, Guys, we're on the hook for this today. And you can't do it on your own. I thank you for your prayer for us too, Mike. That God would be the one to guide us and strengthen us to obey His Word today. Thank you for sharing with us.